a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 25 Early the next morning we collect our things and kneel to say one last prayer before setting off for Zandapur. I try to gather my thoughts into neat little piles, but my mind keeps skipping from one thing to another and then back to Mormon Ali. Has Ma written back to Uncle Neil yet? My stomach clenches. I must hurry and find Papa. We join a group of pilgrims and walk away from the temple, flicking glances towards the bushy pine trees. We can't believe you came all this way by yourselves, says a woman wrapped in a pink woolen shawl. It takes some people their whole lives to make a trip to this temple and you've done it already. The spirit of my nanaji makes me strong, I say. But you had to decide to come, says Jeevan. Yes, Ma said I have to work out what I believe for myself and that's exactly what I did. And you came with me. So maybe it's a mixture of things. The woman with the shawl laughs. Who knows whether our ancestors are really with us, but they do say that some people can feel their presence. We carry on walking along the path, listening to the birds of prey sending out their echoing calls from way up in the sky. I keep looking around, expecting to see my spirit bird again, and thinking about Nanaji feeling stronger and more determined to find Papa and bring him home before Mina and her thugs return. Asha, says Jeevan, are you scared about what we might find in the city? I tug at the ties to my hood. Part of me is worried about what we'll find once we get there. I mean, why hasn't he written? And what if the truth is even harder? than not knowing. Jeeva moves closer. We won't know anything until we find him, and we can't change what's happened. But when he sees what you've done and how far you've come, he'll think you're the most courageous daughter he could ever wish for. Like Sita, with her bow and arrow, or Durga, fighting off the demons. Really? Really? I mean... Look at all the hard stuff we've done. Maybe you're right. I look towards the dark outline of the pines against the morning sun. It's not over yet, though. We still have to get down the mountain safely, I say, the memory of what happened in the forest gripping in my throat. It's early afternoon by the time we get to the road, and it feels strange to be surrounded by buses and cars again after the peacefulness of the temple. Let's share a drink. I walk over to one of the stores. We haven't spent much money and Santa Paul's not far now, so I think we'll have enough. 
Asher, postcards. Let's send another one home. I count my coins. Okay, what about this one of the temple? I pick it up and pay. We write the postcard quickly and slip it into the postbox. As we turn away with our drinks, I catch sight of something that turns my mouth dry and sets my heart pounding. Chivan, look at that poster. Missing. 12-year-old Jivan Singh Gill and 11-year-old Asha Kumar. If you have any information, contact the police. He splutters his drink on the ground. Keep your head down. I study the small poster. These photos don't look anything like us. Well, that boy recognised you. He pulls the poster off the tree and stuffs it into his pocket. Now that we're getting closer to Xanderpaw, there will be more police everywhere. One of the pilgrims calls us over. That blue bus will take you right to Xanderpaw, she says, pointing to the one that's already rammed with people. Look after each other and be careful in the city. It's full of all sorts of people, not all of them good. We will. My insides are starting to twist and turn as I climb onto the crowded bus, pulling my hood up to hide my face. Go there, says Jeevan, pointing to a space right at the back. The bus begins to hum and shake as the driver turns the engine. A cold breeze blows in through the open door and we pull out of the small tangle of stalls and shops before turning at a big sign that says Xanderpaw. It doesn't take long before we're on a road that twists dangerously down steep rocky gorges. There are views for miles of wooded valleys full of dark pines and crashing waterfalls. Once we get to Xanderpaw, we need to be very careful of who we trust. Just imagine, if I could control my dream visions, I'd be able to see the faces of all the evil people in the city and keep us safe. Now, that would be handy. Jivan snuggles deeper into his seat. Asha, how do you know whether to believe something you dream about? It's strange. I look out of the window. Some dreams are really clear, like the one about the journey to find Papa. I try to work them out. So they're a bit like a puzzle? Yes, I suppose you could say that. I think about Nanaji and what I felt at the temple. And then there are some things you just can't explain. Like the bell moving all by itself in the cowshed before Mina and those men came. If you really tried, says Jivan, maybe you could actually make stuff happen. Like maybe you could force that man to give me his paratha. Don't be ridiculous, Jivan. I wish I could control things, I say, yawning. But for now, I think I'm too tired. 
the next time I open my eyes, there are cars, cows and people everywhere. Outside, the light is fading, turning into evening. Where are we? We're in Zanderpore, says Jeevan. Come on, sleepyhead, he laughs. You look like you're still dreaming. Yes, I say, slowly getting out of the seat. Something was just about to happen, but everything disappeared. I follow him down the aisle, trying to remember. There were children. Lots and lots of... Don't worry about the dream now, Jivan interrupts me, and we step into the busy bus station, full of people laughing and talking, shouting. There are so many signs and everybody's moving so quickly. Jivan grabs hold of my arm, pulls me back onto the pavement, just before a bus spewing smoke out of the back rattles by. This isn't the village, he says. We've got to have our wits about us. That bus nearly squashed you. I take a deep breath and concentrate. Which way's the right way? Jeevan looks confused. When we don't know where we're going. I do know where we're going. I say, Connaught Place. I want to get there as soon as I can. We're here at last, so close to Papa and I let my heart give a little leap, as I imagine seeing him again. But a knot to fear follows close behind. I'll soon find out why he stopped writing. A youngish man is looking at the timetable, chewing gum. He spits on the floor and spins around to face us. Looking for somewhere to stay? My uncle's got a hotel near here. Cheap. Good for boys like you. I lower my voice. We're meeting my papa here. He's coming any minute. The man looks us up and down and kicks a plastic cup. You sure? He asks, downing a number before putting a small phone to his ear. Very cheap. We're sure? I pull Jeevan away. We'll ask someone else in a minute, I whisper. He was really creepy. We hurry through a dark archway that opens into a tunnel leading away from the station. I want to find Connor Place before nightfall. The tunnel is gloomy and smells worse than old fish. The sooner we find Papa, the sooner we can get to Mormonali. There won't be a moon tomorrow, you know, and that means it's four weeks until Diwali. It won't take us that long to find your papa and get home in time, says Jeevan. Maybe your ma won't even have replied to your Uncle Neil yet. I feel excited. Do you think we'll all be back together for my birthday? Yes, says Jeevan. Definitely. That was another Telltale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share, and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com.